Hello, welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening. Well, it's been a while since Ken Crowther caught up with Andrew Tokley on the King Seeds plot. But what a difference a few weeks make. It's been a good year for growing so far. Now, it's a little while since I've been, and it must have been good growing weather. Or is it your skill, Andrew? <laughs> uh, might be a bit of both, but I mean, it's, um, I think it's good growing weather. I mean, it has a lot of people have moaned about it being a dry year. Um, but it's been a good growing year. I mean, it was a little bit difficult when we had those really hot temperatures. Obviously, you were watering when you would normally not have to be watering to get things going. But the secret is really, provided that you've dug your ground in the autumn and you've stored some of that moisture under there, it will then hold some moisture. So you don't need loads and loads of water, but you just need to give it a good watering. So really the mistake of people growing stuff is actually opening up that soil in, say, early summer, because then it will dry out and yeah, won't it's, hold its moisture. It's the fine weather gardener that doesn't start work until, <laughs> Mar- till, until, <laughs> till March, and then he digs his ground. He's not up here with his overcoat on digging in the winter, which is what you need to do so that you then put as much you know you can get the elements into the soil the winter rain goes in there it goes down it's stored underneath with all your organic matter that you're putting in and that then benefits you later in the in the following year but if you do it in march you've opened it up you're letting all the moisture out that there was in there now i'm very impressed with the runner beans that's the best i've seen your runner bean for a long time would you say so they do look good um that's the earliest i've picked runner beans so ever. when did you start i well i started picking um the third second third week of july i actually started picking and i sowed the first week of may so is anything any different other than the early picking only that um, the, weather. the weather that's all it is i mean i've never Years ago, I used to do a show, which was always the um, third week of July, and I would struggle to get runner beans for that show because, you know, you get French beans, which you get quicker, but um, I would always struggle because, you know, if you're planting out on a site like this, it's quite windy and everything, Mm. so you can't plant too early. You've got the frost problems if you plant out before the, you know, if you plant out before the um, first week of June. So I always sowed the first week of May, and you would be struggling to get a few beans. This year I've I've had I don't know already had three four handfuls off that's, of there so I mean that's good that, you know it's been good. What variety is that one? Well, that's actually Benchmaster, um, which is a good variety if you want a long straight runner bean. Good flavour, um, stringless as well, so that's, that's a benefit. But I always grow those and I grow a few French beans alongside, so the French beans come in quicker because sowing French beans, they're ready in around about eight to ten weeks from sowing. They so, do, do well, don't they? Yeah, and I've had some good crops off of um, Safari, um, which is a good variety, and I've trialled a, a new one, which is a purple potted one um, that I might introduce later in the year. But um, that's, again, it's been, been very interesting. Do the, does the purple come out of these purple pod ones? Eh? When, go, you, yeah. when you boil those, them? They, they go dark green, yeah. They, they actually cook dark green um, so I wonder you know I've, I've got this thing about why do we grow stuff that's purple on the on the plant and then when we boil it and use it it's green the funniest I had this conversation the other day with somebody and um, the, the main benefit of growing a purple one one it's quite decorative when you have it on the plot but it's also if you think about it when you're picking French beans you're going. You're you're sort of sifting through the plant. You are, if you've got indeed. a purple podded one, they're it. easier to see. Ah, right. 
so it's a lot easier to see them to actually pick them. Um, the flavour is is no different to a green one, um, to be honest. But it's you know it's just something a little bit different to grow. Now, just looking across this bed here, we got beetroot, we got carrot. I notice you you always net your carrots, don't you? The carrots are growing under environment, yes. Yeah, so um, there've been some good carrots in there this year. I mean they. A lot of people had trouble with carrots this year. I've had no trouble whatsoever. Mainly and with germination, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, but um, I think that's where they started too early. Um, and the soil was cold. Yeah. Cold soil, wasn't it? Yeah, you don't want to sow into cold soil. So I've got three rows under there. Then I've got two rows under a, a Enviromesh cloche at the far end, which I actually sowed in June. They're well up, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're, looking yeah. Good. so they'll be my ones for Christmas. Right. So you'll have some, you know, I'll have some nice young carrots. Can you sow now, or is it too late for carrots? If you're so, if you're sowing now in August, you would be, um, you would be a little bit late. You won't have them ready to eat this year. You'd have to grow them under a cloche, or you'd have to grow them in a coal frame or something like that. And you want to sow something like early Nance or. Um, Amsterdam forcing or one of those so you could so you can grow them undercover really if you're sowing this late right and then coming across we've got some lovely I mean those parsnip I know I know you always dig a hole don't you with and then put nice loam down I do I put I put and some I make a hole with a big um, bar yeah and um, fill that full of compost and sow into those again I've had lots of people say, oh, I've had terrible germination on parsnips. You haven't, have you? <laughs> no, I've got four lovely rows of parsnips. And it's, it's, again, you need to have the soil prepared. Don't sow too early, particularly now you've got hybrids. You know, you don't need to sow in February, which a lot of people say you do. I mean, these were sown in April. And, you know, they've come up okay. you just got to be patient. I mean, they can take six to eight weeks to come up. Beetroot looking good. Yeah, They're beetroot. Good size. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've had some good. had some good beet and had plenty of spring onions and. So. Now, just coming back to this plot. When I last came, this had um, onion, uh, spring onion, was it? No, it had no onion. It had onion sets and it had, had two lots of onions which I'd grown from seed, um, which again should be mildew resistant, uh, which is a so you there's said variety. Should be, were they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, so um, it worked. They did work. Yeah, I mean. To be fair, this year hasn't been bad for downy mildew. No. There is a bit over the other side of the plot here, um, on on some other plots um, where it's a bit damper, but we haven't had that. We haven't had a problem over here, and I think you know it certainly benefited by growing the uh, downy mildew resistant ones. So Santero is the variety. So they're out and drying off. They're out now, drying off in the um, shed. We've got the door open at the moment, so there's plenty of air going through yep. it. And uh, so the ground now has been filled up again. I've got some radish sown. I've put some lettuces in there that I'd raised under glass. So I sow lettuces every two weeks in in pots and then plant out. I must comment on this lone lettuce down here. <laughs> I mean, that is nearly a foot across, isn't it? Yeah, it's a variety called Annalena. Um, it's a lovely lettuce. Uh, nice open one. Yeah, it's the old-fashioned butterhead. It's what we Lovely. used to call floppy lettuces, yeah, years ago. You never Proper see it, you never see them in a supermarket now, do you? You only no. ever see these horrible iceberg things. But that's a proper lettuce. The only lettuce my wife likes. She really does like that lettuce. Um, so that's the one I grow mainly nowadays. And that's the lone one there because that's the last in that row. Now, sweet corn are looking good. Uh, they're not, I've just, I have been along this row, um, they are as high as I am, and if you want to know how high I am, I'm about six foot, so they're looking good. 
Uh, the cobs are coming on really well. I felt them. They, they've got a lot in there, but they're not quite ready because you've really got to... Is it the top's got to turn colours? Yeah, what happens is the way to know if a sweet corn's ready without looking inside it is the actual tassel on the end of the cob should turn a sort of a, a brown colour mm. um, and almost dry and uh, then you know they're ready. But couple I don't, of weeks, do you think? Um, I don't think... That, I reckon these will be ready. My timing for them, I want them ready for around about the beginning of September. Oh, so a few more weeks. Yeah. I'll come back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, potatoes, I remember the potatoes in. A um, lot of discussion about potatoes. Some of these are in flower. You've dug some as well. They were the earlies. What earlies were you growing I, this year? I had um, Maris Bard, which I've uh, finished... Then I went into Kestrel, which I've dug one row. I've got half a row of that left. Then we're harvesting now Nadine and Vale Sovereign. And then my ones for storing over the winter will be Cara and Rooster, which I use grow for roasting. Rooster are good for roasting, aren't they? They are. You can't good. beat it, can no. you? No. I mean, and, and I must admit, this year, despite it being very, very dry, um, I've got a good crop of potatoes there. But again, there's some moisture under the ground. A lot of discussion, isn't there, about... I mean, the blight, we've, uh, we have to touch wood, hold our heads, cross fingers and everything else. It's been clear-ish yeah, so has, yeah. far. A um, lot of discussion about when they flowered, a lot of people sometimes take the tops off, don't they? Yeah. What's the real... What's your thinking on that? Because these are all still tops here, some in flower, some not. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I leave the tops on until I have to take them off. I mean... I should probably want to lift these around about the end of August time, so I shall lift, take my tops off probably about three weeks before I want to lift. And the reason you do that is really to make sure that the skin's underneath set so that when you're storing them, they've got a nice firm skin. Because um, if you try and store potatoes when they've still got the soft skin that you can scrape in the, you know, the, from the first new potatoes, they don't keep as well, so that's why you do it. And I noticed you've been planting in the ones where planting already in the rows where you've taken the potatoes. Oh yeah, out. a few more French beans and a few runners and that. yeah. I mean, I've so, I've even sown some French beans um, a few weeks ago, and people say, "Well, that's late for sowing French beans." And uh, a chap came up here the other day, and I said, "Well, yeah, but it's a gamble crop really because if you sow French beans back end of July, you know, in eight to ten weeks, could be what end of October." Um, end of September time, if we have an Indian summer, we could have a late crop. It's always about the weather, isn't it? Andrew Tokley from King's Seeds on the King's Seeds plot. He's actually the horticultural director and he's a proud man at the moment as well. His own personal allotment has just been judged best allotment for the year in Capel St Mary. He's celebrating, perhaps with strawberries. Andrew, strawberries. <laughs> yeah. You're known actually mainly for vegetables growing up in the plot here, but you do like your strawberries as well. Now, I do, yeah. Now, you've cleaned, I'm looking at these. They've been really cleaned up. A lot yeah. of all the rubbish which people don't take off the bottom of the plant, do they? No. Uh, cleaned up nicely. And then I see what you've done with your runners. I mean, most people just let them plop into the ground and grow. But you've, you've sort of emerged pots there, haven't you? Yeah, what I've done is I've um, filled some pots full of compost and I've sunk those in beside the plants where there's a runner coming out and then just used a little metal clip and peg that runner into the pot and the beauty of doing that is then once that's rooted into the pot I can sever it from the mother plant and then I can plant that easily whereas if you're trying to lift a bare root plant out of the ground that's no good to you anyway really because I mean it's it's not going to take as well 
Um, and those are only first-year plants that are there. I so mean, where are the others going to go there? I'll extend the bed. I'll extend the bed, or I'm sure there's a few people who might like a few strawberry runners. So, <laughs> so now coming along the bed, something that we don't see very often up here is flowers. Now, because you've got a bit of extra space, you're growing a bit few flowers. I am. Yeah. Well, I thought. Well, I always grown chrysanthemums, yeah. and um, this year again, they're earlier than they ever normally are. I mean, you know, they're they're coming out in August, and it, normally they're not start until September time. And I thought, well, to go with those, I'd have a few flowers for cutting and taking indoors and that sort of thing. So I've got some status yeah. and a plant that everybody used to grow years ago, but they don't grow so much now. I don't know why, because it's the value for money you get off a row of status, the amount of cutting you can have there, and they last, and you can dry them and everything else. So I've got status. Then I've got some asters that are just beginning to come out now. And then some lovely zinnias. The zinnias are looking really good. I mean, you know, you've got separate colours there. You've got a lovely orange, a lovely red. That's actually quite a rich red, that isn't it? It is a rich red, yeah. I mean, and, and then you've pink. got the nice pink as well. A bit of white. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of white, yeah. How'd that get in there? Well, probably a rogue <laughs> somewhere along the line, but uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, but these were sown in the greenhouse. Um, these were sown around about uh, end of April time. And then... You have uh, plant those out again once the frosts are all finished. They'll be planted out here, and and they've all broke nicely. They haven't been pinched or anything. They've got nice bushy plants, and I like zinnias. I mean, people don't think of growing zinnias really. No, it's not one that you would actually think of growing as a cut flower, particularly, is it? Well, not in the UK, you wouldn't. No, most people grow. You know, think of those more as if you're in America or one of those the hotter countries. But you know, we've had a good summer this year, so they've been ideal for zinnias, really. So flowers, vegetables and fruit. I am, yeah. Growing a bit of everything and uh, as well as tomatoes, cucumbers, aubergines, peppers in the polytunnel as well. Well, ask any gardener. They'll always tell you that they're so busy, but Andrew Tokley, probably busier than most. Andrew on the King Seeds plot. Well, thank you for listening to this podcast from World Radio Gardening. Remember, we update the podcasts regularly, so visit our website often. We'll see you again next time.